0: Yes, a football podcast.
1: All right, we're back with another edition of an offseason. It's a football podcast. I'm Safa Dean joined by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports Plus. Tyler, there's some big money getting thrown around still in the NFL these days. Last week, we talked about Lamar Jackson figuring out what he's going to do on the table, but another star receiver got a big deal. This week, and that's Buffalo Bills receiver, Stephon Diggs. Uh, so Stefan just uh, signed a four-year, $104 million contract extension. That's going to give him about $70 million in guarantees and bring the total value of his contract to $124.1 million. Uh, it's going to keep him in Buffalo through the 2027 season, and that's great because Josh Allen has a six-year, $258 million deal that will keep him in Buffalo until 2028. Uh, Tyler, a lot of big money been thrown around to these receivers, man. Stephon Diggs joins the list of Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill to get that bag at that position this offseason. I'm uh, um, immediately regretting our career choices. We should have been receivers, man.
0: I know. My initial reaction was it is a really good offseason to be a wide receiver. I mean, you mentioned Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, but she, I mean, you got Chris Godwin got the bag. Mike mm-hmm. Williams, so a lot of receivers are Christian getting, Kirk. Yeah, Christian. Oh, yeah, Christian Kirk. Surprisingly, Christian, <laughs> Christian Kirk really yeah, revolutionized it discussion too. Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he revolutionized contracts for wide receivers this right. offseason.
0: season. <laughs> but when it comes to the uh, Buffalo Bills, when I look at their roster top to bottom, they're the most talented team in my opinion in the entire NFL. When you look at that defense, they had the number one pass defense uh, last year. I know it didn't show Mm. against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. But then you have, you know, an an offense with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. You Mm -hmm. added Von Miller as a pass rusher, which was their weakness last year. This team has the recipe and the the blueprint to go to the Super Bowl um, this coming season in Glendale, Arizona. So, Watch out for the Buffalo Bills. They're paying their marquee cornerstone players. Josh Allen has his contract. Um, Stephon Diggs, Von Miller. I mean, is he the missing piece? He was the missing piece for the L.A. Rams, and they won the Super Bowl. This is a really good move for the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be – I think they're the team to beat in the AFC. I think they're the team to beat in the AFC for wow, sure. So really? I My early, mm. early – April Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> we love those. It's the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. We love those. My early, early April Super Bowl prediction. So you even say the,
1: <laughs> the Bills have a better roster than the uh than the Rams? I don't think so.
0: I think top to bottom, they do. I do. Right. So I saying, mean it's
1: close. You're saying <sighs> Von Miller and Davis White are better than Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald?
0: Then, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me retract. Oh, he caught himself. Let, let caught me himself. retract a little bit. And they, have, they, have the best, they have the best roster in, in the AFC? AFC, for sure. Now, <laughs> it's, it's it's a toss-up between the Rams and the Bills. Now, obviously, I like the Bills quarterback better than a Rams quarterback. No, no yeah, offense to yeah. Matthew Stafford. Okay, but, okay. And then, you know, when it comes to offense line, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, got a good when unit. it comes to receiving corps, I gotta go with the Rams. Yeah, they have more receivers. It just running like the running back. Have... I think of running backs as a push.
1: <laughs> now, uh, I give Makers the edge. Okay, I give them the Rams the edge. Okay. Can makers.
0: Now, when I go tight end, Bills just signed OJ Howard, Tyler Higgins. I, 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 that's probably a a push. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'll, put, I'll push Tyler Higby and Dawson Knox, really, yeah. more than O.J. Howard.
0: Okay, now, on the defensive side, defense line, obviously, <laughs> I'm going with the Rams. Okay. Linebackers, the linebackers is a strength for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So, Se- even with the addition of Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. I probably have to go with the Bills overall. Wow, on defense. And, on defense. And then secondary – I got to go with the Bills. I yeah. got to go with the Bills, even it's, though Jalen Ramsey's there. I mean, even I, I gotta even go though with
1: they the, even though they couldn't stop the Chiefs with 13 seconds left, I still, I, still ha, I
0: still have to go with the Bills. <laughs> I'm sorry, Buffalo. So, so it thing is about close. It. It's close. It's close. I, I would not I'm be surprised if these two teams were in Glendale, Arizona. What February 13th. It seems it's so a long, long a long, long time. In February, we know.
1: <laughs> it's a long time for now, Tyler. You are looking ahead of the Super Bowl. We need to get to the 2020 NFL right. draft. But I think um I don't know. I'm always gonna remind Buffalo they had 13 seconds to eliminate the Bills, or to uh, you know, at least win that game. Um but yeah, I think look this this receiving position here, we've seen kind of a renaissance of how guys have been paid this this offseason. Devontae Adams got paid first. Uh, Tyreek Hill got paid second. Stephon Diggs is getting paid and still staying with this team now. There's some other guys who could be paid or potentially on the move. Maybe if it's DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin, um, even Debo Samuel, you could put him in that mix there too if some teams don't want to get an extension for a guy that's in the third year of their deal. Um, It's crazy the, the influx of receivers that we've seen in this league since 2019 with guys like DK and Debo Samuel and guys in 2020 like Justin Jefferson and guys in 2021 like Jamar Chase. So, um, you know, there's been some star receiving power coming out of the draft. This next draft is really loaded, too. This kind of makes me wonder, Tyler. It's funny because r- running back position has always been so undervalued and devalued. You don't want to give that guy a second contract. Um, they usually have a lot of miles on them already, um, worse than some used cars out there. But you rather draft a running back. And you don't want to drop him in the first round either. You don't want him for five years. You want him three and four and done. But the receiving position is so interesting because we've seen these guys like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. These are three dogs at their positions, okay? They're three of the best in the NFL. And so teams are saying, we're going to pay these guys instead of, um, you know, trying to find one in the draft. Um, and it seems like it could be easier to find one in the draft with how much success guys have been having. But that's not really the case, too, with this position, Tyler.
0: Yeah, and this year's uh, receiving class is considered deep, so I expect um, at least three or four receivers to go in the first round. But you're probably not going to find a Stephon Diggs. You're definitely not going to find a Devonte Adams, uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, we're we're seeing mm-hmm. some receivers that are fast in this year's draft. But you still want I mean, Tyree Kills, yeah, one of a kind. I know you got a smile mm-hmm. on your face right now because he's New down Bay- there Bay- in Miami. Uh, Mike Williams, are you going to find a receiver with his size and his catch radius in the draft? So Chris Godwin. uh, So, you know, (laughs) yes, there's good receivers in the draft, but also, you know, it takes a while to build chemistry with your teammate and your quarterback. So, you know, you have to take that into account as well. How does he fit in your scheme? And when you already have a known piece on your team, and a, a guy that knows, you know, that's going to come in play each and every Sunday, you might as well re sign him to a long term extension, especially of the caliber of a Stephon Diggs, a Devontae Adams with Raiders trade form. So these receivers that are getting paid, they definitely deserve the bag. And Cooper Cup is coming around the corner. Cooper Cup needs to be paid more than all these guys. Me. <laughs> Cooper Cup is coming <clears throat> around the corner.
1: Let's just shout out real quick some of these receivers in the 2022 draft coming up. Uh, we got the Ohio State duo Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Um, Chris Olave almost broke the combine with his 40 time, which was mm-hmm. ended up being incorrect. But, you know, still in the four three four five 4 five range it was pretty good for him. Um, Drake London from USC. Solid, solid guy. Six, five. Um, let me see. Traylon Burks from Arkansas. He's getting a lot of buzz right now. Uh, John Mechie from Alabama is a speedster, just like, you know, some of the other guys he had there, like Waddle and Devontae Smith. And then there's Jamison Williams, the Q2 Torres ACL in the national title game in January. And he's close to recovery and could possibly, you know, come back within the first month of the season, if not the second month. Um, so, you know, this is a really talented deep draft class. But still, we're seeing some teams that already have their receiver, um, you know, six, seven years in the league. are are what, uh, you know, Diggs, Adams, and Hill are now. So we'll see how this position, uh, you know, continues to be paid. We'll see how these guys remain on top. We'll see how the new crop comes in. And, man, Tyler, I'm just looking at Jamar Chase like, man, these guys getting how much money? And I'm year one in my rookie deal? Oh, we're going to have to talk real soon. We're going to have to talk real (laughs) soon.
0: (laughs) And the Bengals still got to pay Joe Burrow too, so that's coming up for them as well. Wow, but Jamar Chase, he's gonna he, shoot. His, his, <laughs> what, he, what he did, yeah. he was uh, Randy Moss numbers in his rookie year, so he yeah. he's deserving of a, a rich raise too when his time comes. But the Bengals, they're gonna have some decisions to make uh, a couple years from now because you got Joe Burrow, he's gonna mm-hmm. get paid too, a whole lot of money.
1: Don't forget T Higgins. Don't forget, uh, you know, maybe you're gonna have to give something to Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon might want another deal. Maybe the you know Bengals start replenishing their tight end or get another running back to kind of keep the wheels rolling on their offense because when you have a team like they do a team that went as far as they did as young as they did pretty much is just going to be how you keep that roster together and and the new pieces that you add in to keep that chemistry rolling
0: the good news for the Bengals is they did sign tyler boyd a couple years ago to a multi-year extension and before the regular season last year they did signed Joe Mixon to an extension. So they d- do have them under contract. But those other players, like you mentioned, T. Higgins, uh-huh. and, you know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> lot of, of money Mike Brown is going to have to give mm-hmm. out very soon.
1: Tyler, let's stay on the contracts and the money uh, talk for a second, man, because I think it's just, you know, we didn't really talk about this much um, when Deshaun Watson signed his new contract. Let me look up the numbers on that. But I believe it's $230, 230
0: million, guaranteed.
1: Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Um, you know, his his agent, David Malugeta, posted on Instagram. Um, what do they call that an NBA? A supermax contract? Yeah. And that's essentially what he signed for his client. Um, you know, in the NFL, we see the structuring of deals and levels of guaranteed money just going up and up and up. Um, you remember when they used to give number one prospects, like they had to sign a deal and it was big money mm-hmm. and then everybody else had to wait down before they gave it a fixed pay scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, Deshaun Watson is getting 230 million guaranteed. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I have to look up his guarantee, but Devontae Adams and and Tyree Kill getting a lot of money up front, you know, a lot of money up front before they even play before they even play. You think this is something that the NFL is kind of leaning towards, leaning into the bigger guarantees, but do you think the more deals will be fully guaranteed from now on?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Deshaun Watson uh, and players like that are setting a precedent that they want guaranteed uh, money, especially at the quarterback position. If you're considered an elite quarterback, Deshaun Watson, before he, um, you know, was a year in a year out, I mean, he was considered, what, a top five quarterback. So if you're top five, even the top 10 quarterback, you can... You have leverage now. Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal. If Kirk Cousins could get a f- fully guaranteed deal, no, I don't know what <laughs> Joe Burrow, uh, you know Justin Herbert, those players are going to get when their uh, deals come up. Lamar Jackson in the very near future, they're going to uh, command fully guaranteed contracts. So it's going to be uh, interesting. And uh, you know, the next time the owners have a collective bargaining agreement. They might want to go back to the negotiating table and say, you know, push back in these guaranteed deals. Because now you're getting into these NBA-type contracts, getting into these Major League Baseball-type contracts. And the NFL owners, they did not want that to be the case in the NFL. But now these agents, they're playing hardball, and these players, too. They want these fully guaranteed contracts because the NFL players, they're looking like, man, we have the shortest lifespan, Mm -hmm. We can get hurt any given Sunday. Yeah. Basketball players can play 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Major League Baseball players can play 20 years, and they get fully guaranteed money. Or we can get hurt in a year. A lot of NFL players say the NFL stands for not for long. So they want to get paid, and they want fully guaranteed contracts because they want not only stability, but they want to make sure that they are set long term.
1: And that's the hard part, Tyler, here is because NFL players are the ones who end up kind of doing playing their sport the longest, right? Like in terms of early on in their life, you're playing, you know, youth sports, you're playing high school football, you're playing college football. Maybe you're getting a little money there now with the NIL (laughs) deals. But, um, you know, now when you get into the NFL, you have a structured rookie contract. It's not like, you know, Cam Newton's uh, first contract was significantly lower. Four years, 22 million dollars compared to what um, What Sam Bradford may have signed. Yeah, Sam Bradford signed a six-year $78 million contract as the first pick, and then not soon after, Cam Newton signed a four-year $22 million contract as the first pick. So the NFL changed it for rookies to not have so much money up front early on in their careers. Um, and then we've seen guys in, in the NFL where contracts kind of have a lifespan of, like, two to three years, really, when you think about it. Um, if a guy signs a two-year deal... Technically, it's a one-year deal. The team is going to say, all right, if you played well, we're going to honor your second year. And if you didn't, we'll cut you. We won't save any money in our cap. Oh, excuse me. We'll save the money in our cap. And then you can go find another team to play with, and we'll put somebody else in, no problem. If it's a three-year deal, you're hoping for two years, and then you get rid of the person you trade, somebody for a fourth or fifth-round pick um, later on. But some of these guys and these other big deals, you know, Josh Allen got $150 million guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes got $141 million guaranteed. Um, these receivers, you know, Stephon Diggs. I'm not uh, sure where his guaranteed money is. Sounds like it's in the seventy million dollar range, because Tyreek Hill just got seventy two million dollar guaranteed, and uh, Devontae Adams got sixty five million guaranteed as well. So, um, and all that being said, with Deshaun Watson taking two hundred and thirty completely <laughs> at home, nothing left on the table. Um, it's just pretty crazy how the money's flying around here, Tyler. And it's really interesting to see how these NFL teams will adjust because. There are bigger guarantees, there are bigger figures of the back end, and a lot of money being up, played up front in these two, three, four-year increments.
0: I guess the good news for NFL owners, but they don't want us to know, is the salary cap keeps on going up, and these TV deals, they're going up too. So it's not like these owners are, you know, searching their pocketbooks for money. They're getting a whole lot. of. Them. They have the money to pay. It's, it's The thing is, the owners just want to keep on collecting these checks and have a, a little extra cash in their pockets so they can go on these yachts yeah. <laughs> and have these private jets and everything. But these players deserve some money, too, because they are putting yeah. the, the performance performing out on the field.
1: It's the difference between – being rich like these uh nfl players are and there's difference between being wealthy like the owners are and uh how do you stay rich and wealthy you don't spend your money (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how these guys do hopefully these players are doing their best to you know make some events investments you know buy some properties get into some business ventures that make them some money down in the long term but
0: Look Listen, at you being man. a financial advisor. You want to be uh, Tyreek Hill's financial advisor?
1: This is a lot of money going around. I'm trying to get some too, Tyreek. <laughs> I'm trying to get some too. All right, let's talk about the trade that kind of shook up the draft a little bit. I don't think it really did, but it did not. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the Eagles and the Saints. Uh, made a trade swapping first-round picks um, this week. Um, so the Eagles sent number 16 and number 19 to the Saints. And mm-hmm. the Saints sent number eighteen and a first-round pick in 2023 to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles essentially had three picks in the first round this year, and this deal allows them to have two in 2022 and two in 2023 instead of three and one.
0: So, after analyzing this trade, I think Philadelphia made it in mind so to get into the quarterback market next year. They oh. want to give Jalen Hurts. One more year to prove it that you are the franchise quarterback. And if he does not get it done this year, they have multiple first round picks next year. And you look, the quarterback class next year is considered way better than this year. You got Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback who just won a Heisman Trophy. You got C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Those quarterbacks, they're going to be top 10, if not top five picks. So when I look at it from Philadelphia's perspective, I think, they're going to say, okay, we got these first-round picks next year. We're going to use one maybe on a quarterback if we don't like what Jalen Hurst does in 2022 and see how he progresses. Now, when I look at it from the Saints' perspective, they have multiple holes that they need to fill. Now, Jameis Winston, they believe he's a starting caliber quarterback, and he proved last year he was before he got a knee injury, but they have a need at tackle. They moved ahead of the Los Angeles Chargers one spot, who also need a tackle. So that was a strategic move on their behalf. They need maybe a receiver uh, to go along with Mike Thomas. So they maybe they g- grab a receiver in the first round. This receiving class, as we just said before, is rich at wide mm-hmm. receiver. They possibly need a cornerback. So I look at it from the Saints' perspective. They want to stockpile picks this year, Because this year is considered deep at positions that they need. Offense alignment, defense alignment, receivers. That's what this year's draft is good at. Next year's draft is really good at the top at quarterback. And that could be what the Eagles want next year. And now they have multiple first-round picks.
1: More of a micro Philly uh, discussion here, too, is (laughs) no team wants three first-round picks to pay them – within a scope of five years, right? So if you have three (laughs) first round picks on your team, think about this. Like you have one guy's going to get an extension after year three, one guy's going to get an extension after year four, one guy may not pan out and you might have to pay him all the way to his fifth year, um, you know, option for his deal. Um, All three guys may not want their fifth year options called for all five, all three guys might want, you know, extension after year three. Um, It's kind of a way you kind of spend money and forecast your money here with the draft. And, Having more than two first round picks isn't great. Uh, not to say it isn't great for talent wise and stuff like that, but when you're laying out contracts and salary caps and things of that nature, NFL teams kind of think about this. Um, but also, I want to say, man, what's up with the love for no? You know, there's no love for Alabama quarterbacks out here, Tyler. <laughs> Bryce Young is getting all the love, but what about Jalen Hurst and Tua Tunga-Vailoa, Tyler? I mean, Mac Jones—he got love
0: last year. He was in the rookie of the year discussion.
1: No, no, no. I'm not talking <laughs> about that kind of love, Tyler. Because <laughs> Mac Jones getting that kind of love, right? But how come Jalen Hurst and Tua Tunga Bailoa have to play this season, knowing that they have their team has two first round picks next year, and that their teams could go after quarterbacks? How, how do you how do you how do you play like that when you have, <laughs> have to look over your shoulder like that all year?
0: I mean, leave it to you to get the Dolphins in this and Tua in this. Yeah. You look at both of them, and it's not a knock on them, but, well, actually, it is a knock on them. (laughs) They have not performed all that well. When you look at them across the board and Mm -hmm. how they have performed, Jalen Hurts, yes, the Eagles were in the playoffs last year, but, I mean, he still needs to uh, develop as a pocket passer. He... Does like to extend plays with his feet. He is kind of explosive, but as a pure pocket passer, he has not been there yet. When it comes to to a a,
1: pocket passer,
0: I mean, he doesn't have to be a pure pocket passer. But in today's NFL, you have to be able to make throws, get under center, and yes, make those precision passes every now and then. It can't be, you know, all these improvisation type plays, run around Mm -hmm. like Russell Wilson. And then, oh, this receiver is open to me. No, it can't be backyard football all the time. And then, when it comes to Tua Tungvaloa, I hope I said precision. Right.
1: I, I yeah. heard precision. I heard precision.
0: <laughs> Tung- Tung- Lailoa, so you say tongue? Tung- right. Yeah, I did say it right. So look, I said Lailoa. it right. Tungvaloa. Right. I, I heard precision.
1: Right. I heard precision. That's Tua's middle name. Y-
0: yes, I mean, but does he have a strong enough arm?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, say that. sometimes yeah, he's you
0: know uh, turnover prone. Can mm-hmm. he lead a team to the promised land? Those are, you know, question marks from Tua. Is he a quarterback that you can win with? And from what I've seen so far, yes, he's a serviceable quarterback. But yes. is he a starting caliber quarterback? And it's kind of like I think he has like the Baker Mayfield a uh, scenario with him. Yeah. When I mentioned Baker Mayfield, I think Baker Mayfield is an okay quarterback. The problem is. You're comparing him with Josh Allen. You're mm-hmm. comparing him with Lamar Jackson. Those two quarterbacks are way better than him. When yeah, Tua, man. you're comparing him now with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. These mm-hmm. quarterbacks are Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. Tua's, what, top 20, maybe 25? 25. Sure.
1: Say it. Say it. Say he's the top 30 quarterback in the league. <laughs> he, he,
0: yeah, he's top 30. I give him that. He's top 30.
1: <laughs> how dare you, Tyler?
0: How dare you? He's top 30. So that's, so that's what I think, too, uh, also that hurts him. As you're comparing him to quarterbacks that got in his are in his same draft class. One quarterback got drafted one spot after him and is way better than Justin Herbert.
1: When you're looking at these guys in 2020, it's funny because now we have just escalated. Like Patrick Mahomes, this is the Patrick Mahomes effect. He has escalated the way we think about quarterbacks and star players and how people need to raise their teams. You know, he won an MVP in his second season, won the Super Bowl in his third season. Lamar Jackson won an MVP in his second season. Josh Allen is pushing towards, you know, the AFC Championship game early on in his career. We're waiting to see what – Joe Burrow just took his team to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Waiting to see what Justin Herbert does. Waiting to see what Tua does. Waiting to see what Baker Mayfield does if he ends up with a new team. Jalen Hurts. So all these young quarterbacks are really getting, like, a real short end of the stick here when um, they might not have superstar power early, you know, year one, year two in the league. Year three is traditionally where quarterbacks do kind of take that turn. Josh Allen was one of those quarterbacks that did take a drastic turn in year three. So um, hopefully it clicks for these quarterbacks. Maybe these quarterbacks don't have enough patience. But you know the no fun league, the not for long league. Hold also on, goes on. to quarterbacks too. Also goes to quarterbacks too. It's not gonna be for long until the team is trying to replace them.
0: Did you so just did you just put Justin Herbert in a wait and see what he does club? Like he ain't made he, the playoffs yet? He didn't make the playoffs he, yet. Did, that is wasn't he his make fault. The playoffs? He he did he he was vote. He was Rivers the starting was, quarterback in the Pro Bowl. Oh, the he did Pro break Bowl. Philip Rivers. Franchise record for Chargers. Let's not put him in that category. Philip Rivers, I love Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a compiler. (laughs) Compiler? (laughs) So disrespectful to Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's not. Neither did Dan Marino, your boy. My boy,
1: uh, he broke it. Yeah, but Philip Rivers don't have Dan Marino records.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> come, he's come on. The, he's not unquarter uh, he's not in the class as Dan Marino, but Philip mm-hmm. Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And Justin Herbert deserves some respect too. Come on, man. You can't put him in the same categories. I know, that sh- I know that's your boy. No, it's not my boy. I'm just saying he's that's one of those boy. elite quarterbacks. Yes. Boy. He does need to help lead the Chargers to the playoffs. Yeah. And he has no excuse this year either. No, okay. Break it or break it will, just will, will, it's not make or break it because what he has mean? proved he's, he's already made? proved that he is one of the elite quarterbacks. Mm, the AFC West elite. is loaded. I mean, it's not <laughs> the what? AFC West is an all-star team. You had the it, nerve to say you had the nerve to say
1: Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback or the fourth best quarterback he's in third. that division. He's a third. Wow! Now, I heard Derek Carr. Derek Carr with yeah, those comeback wins, no love for Derek Carr, all
0: the what, wins NFL and comeback oh, thi- wins. Thi- this is a good okay, so this is another good debate. Ooh, rank okay, the, okay, let's rank see. the AFC West quarterbacks.
1: So Tyler, you had it as Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Then yes. you had Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson. Yes. Then you had Derek Carr coming in at last. Yes. And I think you I think we made this conversation before Devontae Adams even joined the Raiders when we first visited his He still asked.
0: podcast. And that's no offense because Derek Carr, he's from California. He's my Central Valley boy. He's born in Bakersfield with Fresno State. Yeah, you so got, the ask, still, still. got the same barber. Still, Y'all got
1: the same barber and all cool. that.
0: I got to be right. real.
1: <clears throat> Is Russell Wilson fourth?
0: No, no, no. Russell Wilson's third.
1: Why not? Why?
0: Why's You're going to put Russell Wilson
1: fourth? I'm not going to put Russell Wilson fourth, but I don't think any of these guys are really deserving of a fourth. I it's mean, that, you got you to you put him there. You yeah. got to put him there,
0: right?
1: <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes is a clear-cut one, but so you got Herbert over, over Wilson, Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, wow. I do. Wow. Wow. Now, if it was a Lifetime Achievement that. Award, overall body of work, resume, of, I would put Russell Wilson number two. But I'm going off a of talent level right now and mm-hmm. your career arc, your trajectory, and I have Justin Herbert at number two. Russell Wilson and that number three, and then Derek Carr. And that's not a knock because all these quarterbacks. Oh, it's are... not a knock. It's not no, a knock. no. Derek no. Carr, he's a, a Pro Bowl level quarterback. He's good. It's just, he just again, be
1: the fourth one.
0: The AFC West is an all star game. I mean, I might go to all AFC West games this coming season. <laughs> so, you and I have cross. no problem with that. I, I you, won't cross east of the Mississippi. And I have no you, problem with that because it's warmer out here. <laughs> it's warmer out here. You know, I want sunshine, palm trees. I'm fine with that. The weather's 70, 80, 90, sometimes even 100 degrees in Arizona. I have no you problem enjoy with that.
1: that this summer. You enjoy I, that. This I don't summer.
0: want. I don't want snow. I don't want to slip and slide. I don't
1: want no bagels games. No bagels for you this year. I don't want to
0: no wear, gets, no year, huh? want to wear n- nor- north coats and everything. Trench coats, top hats. I don't want. I don't want to do that. I'm going to wear Jordan shorts and
1: flip-flops. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing season. <laughs> and the AFC was here. Tyler showed up to the games in the Jordan shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to another uh, headline, Tyler. Um, Colin Kaepernick got a chance to throw at the Michigan Spring Game. Uh, shout out to John Harbaugh. Um, you know, excuse me, shout out to Jim Harbaugh, the <laughs> Michigan coach who coached Colin Kaepernick with the San Francisco 49ers. They went to a Super Bowl together, I believe, right? Did
0: they yes, they, they did, did against years, the though. Baltimore Ravens. That's been a long lost time. Lost at the end, that throw the uh, crab tree, <laughs> didn't quite make it there.
1: So, uh, Colin Kaepernick's 34 years old, hasn't taken a snap since January 1st, 2017. But his message to scouts after the session he had during the spring game was, "I can help you. I can help make you a better team. I can help you win games. We still get it out there and sling it. Really get out. Really getting out here for the expo- exhibition mm-hmm. was to show that I can still do it. Um, and so, you know, did his best and had some throwing sessions. Um, obviously, with some other people, you know, in the, in the Seattle area, Seattle area, Washington area, um, the last couple of weeks as well. So." Colin Kaepernick is going to try to give this again uh, a try again, Tyler.
0: I mean, I feel like I've been beating a dead horse for five years now. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed by the NFL. His last NFL game was January 1st, 2017 mm-hmm. against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the same Seahawks and Pete Carroll that have even, you know, rumored – uh, that there might be some interest. Pete Carroll said his name at the uh, NFL scouting combine, which you were at. Um, I The Seahawks, they don't have a quarterback right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see why they don't at least give Colin Kaepernick a tryout. Um, I look at teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miss Trebinsky, does, I mean, are you satisfied with a quarterback of that caliber? I know there's rumors that they might be interested in Malik Willis in a draft, but why not give Colin Kaepernick a try? The Panthers. He's thirty-four
1: and passes turn. Come on, man. The, yeah.
0: he could be a backup quarterback at least.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and the thing is, a couple years ago, I don't know if Colin Kaepernick wanted that, and so that was his chance to do it. But he has gotten out and have an opening. Have a open. starting chance now? Yeah, he's got an opening now. He has and out an
0: opening and said he's could be a backup quarterback. Just give him a chance.
1: And I think, look, we're two years, couple, you know, a couple years after the Trump presidency, the the heat is off. There, you know, there's no. There's <laughs> oh, no Biden's headphones.
0: not going to come in and say there's fire. <laughs> yeah, just get that get that
1: sob off the field. None of that's gonna happen, bro. Okay. So I think the I'm timing, glad
0: you mentioned that, not me.
1: The timing, the, the timing is probably a little better for Colin Kaepernick. I just not know if father time is there with us as well. Uh, I one mean, guy you've got Brady
0: to, playing at uh, damn near fifty. Colin Kaepernick yeah. came play at thirty four. I mean, so, I'm, not compa- I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing obviously Brady's better, but still thirty four. <laughs> I mean, you got a whole lot of quarterbacks in there, upper thirties, pushing mm-hmm. forty. A backup quarterback? Yeah, come on, a backup. I, I know I can. I know from based on what I've just seen at the the Michigan uh, mm-hmm. practice and what I've seen from Colin Kaepernick going around the country throwing at these uh, various locations. He threw at UCLA. He's better than a lot of these backup quarterbacks. I would say I that. can say that confidently. Mm-hmm.
1: On theory, yeah, but it's been five years since he faced the pass rush and some DBs since linebackers. That's fine. He he Manifel he's not a Avengers.
0: stationary quarterback like a lot of these
1: other Ooh, quarterbacks. Ooh, all right. Let's talk about <laughs> another headline here. And you mentioned uh Tom Brady, but let's talk about one of his favorite teammates of all time, Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he is still on the fence about coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um this week he's <laughs> this week he said um, you know, about him and Brady. I mean, it definitely get, goes together like peanut butter and jelly. No doubt about it. I love catching touchdowns from Tom. He loves throwing them to me, but he respects my decision just like I respects his decision. Wow. So let's see if Rob Gronkowski does make a trip back to the NFL. It certainly is on the table for him. The Bucks would love to have him. Um, I spoke to his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, about a week or two ago when uh, Tyree Kill signed with the Dolphins and he said Rob Gronkowski was on the fence and it surely sounds like he wants his decision
0: respected, Tyler. Well, shout out to Drew Rosenhaus with the name dropped there. I know, he, I think he lives in Miami, right? I, but anyway, yes, got to follow
1: that Miami money.
0: <laughs> the Bucs need Rob Gronkowski. He yeah. had, what, 55 catches last year, six touchdowns. Uh, the loss of Antonio Brown, that's a big loss. I know people aren't really talking about Antonio Brown anymore, but Love after him. they lost him, that was a tremendous blow to the team. Um, you know, that's Tom Brady's security blanket, Rob Gronkowski. He's still a uh, one of – I mean, I, I won't say he's a Pro Bowl tight end anymore, but he's a tight end that can still get the job done. He's not the same receiver, but you look at their roster and, what, they got Cameron Bray at tight end, number two. They need Rob Gronkowski. He's not only a good pass-catching tight end, but what he does blocking is also um, upper echelon. He's one of the best blocking tight ends still in the National Football League. So I know Tom Brady is maybe every week. Tom, I mean, Gronk, you ready to come back? You ready to, you know, grease those knees? <laughs> we're still, knees? In, we're still in Tampa. Yeah, we're yeah, still, we're in, still Tampa. in Tampa. It's nice I here. Mean, can we run it back one more time, one more again?
1: One more for me, please. Let's see if we can make that happen.
0: Whoa. What's going on here? (laughs) Buy
2: the music. I think our listeners can tell we're doing a little bit something different. We started it last week, but we are going to fully launch it this week. I love seeing you guys dance to this. This isn't just going to be some of those um, quotes. We're going to get into some actual trivia here. So we're going to put our insiders head to head. We're going to see what you guys know. And since we're in April, we're getting into the draft. This is going to be draft focused. We got five questions. We'll alternate who gets to answer first. So I believe last week we started with Tyler. Um, it didn't work out so great with him. So we're going to let Safed, who Can we
1: remind everybody why? Because I was five and zero. Last
2: four. Week. I was five and six. The timer ran. The timer ran <laughs> out on that fifth or on that uh, one of those questions. So if you were four and zero, Tyler unfortunately didn't get any of them right, but he's feeling better. We're gonna get into it, and Safid, we're gonna start with you. All right, and remember, these are draft-themed trivia, so we'll start easy. Where did the first draft take place, and in what year? Don't I, don't get oh, the Google up. Don't get your Google you see
1: up. I'm getting the Google. No, he's up. Googling. You see the first one. You know this is what Tyler does all the time too. Mm. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell. You. Was it in? The, it has to be in New York. That's where the league was in New York, right? Uh. He's first draft. No, no, First draft. What year is this? 1983. You said 83? No, it's got to no, be like 63,
2: 73. All right, this Thank is just getting embarrassing. We're just going gonna to <laughs> let you know. It was at the Ritz Carlton in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in Philly? 1936. You can find this information what? on our affiliate for, um, for the Win website where it gives you some really fun content. On uh, facts about the draft. So, this was I actually. I really knew that.
1: I was just, you know, just just sharing with you guys. You well, know. let
2: me give the people so a little bit more background that I'm sure you know. But this was proposed by then Eagles owner Burt Bell. He later became a uh, commissioner and he wanted to spread the wealth, probably because his Eagles were absolute trash. Now, that I did really, not give Tyler a chance to answer that, but I'm going to say right. he didn't know the answer.
1: <laughs> how, wow. I was just going to say. You don't know if Tyler Googled it before, you that's know, true. right after I was Googling it. <laughs> well, let's hope, let's hope, honestly, though, let's hope 90 years, close to 90 years later after the first draft, we can figure out some kind of lottery so teams don't, you know, tank, if that's the word, quote unquote, for the first pick. That'd be nice, you know.
0: My uh, takeaway from that is shout out to the Ritz-Carlton. I mean, how long has the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> been a really nice hotel? Like 1936. Yeah. It's still one of the best hotels.
2: Tyler. Who was the first draft selection in that 1936 draft?
0: First draft selection. In 1936? I could really got to guess the player that was drafted in 1936. Trust me, Tyler, you won't get it. <laughs> I, know, I, and I know he wasn't black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the first player drafted in the 1936 draft was Jay Berwanger he was drafted, uh, his rights were traded by the Philadelphia Eagles to the Chicago Bears <laughs> as the Eagles felt they would be unable to meet his reported demands of 1000 per game. One a thousand, game. You were just talking about salaries, and the Eagles thought they couldn't pay a man $1,000 per game. Just, just put that into perspective.
1: Yeah, we're talking about 80s year old trivia questions here, Emily. What's going on? I have to make you it
2: difficult. I have to make it
1: difficult. This is like we don't even in our podcast audience, people We get, years we, get bit, this, we get a little bit like, man, we,
2: get, know, like, we get a little bit more recent. We get we get a little bit more recent in the last three questions. Please. So moving on, stop it. You're not gonna like this one either. But how many Just, number one <laughs> picks have gone on to win a Super
1: Bowl? Ooh, this is a good one. That's a good question. Something in our millennium. Finally, that'd be great. Uh, how many number one picks have gone on to win the Super Bowl? Well, Matt Stafford just won one. Let's mm-hmm. name. What's, should we name out a couple? Um, Camel Short. <clears throat> Sam Bradford made a lot of money, man. No Super Bowl. Sorry, Sam. Um, how many number one picks have won? I'm going to go around them. I'm going to say six.
2: So, you've got, I'm not going to name all of the 18, but you've got Terry Bradshaw, of course. You've got John Elway. You've got mm. Troy Aikman, Drew Bledsoe, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. You mentioned Matthew Stafford. One of the, my favorite names on this list is David Carr. He actually was with the Giants. He was the backup cornerback, and he was also the 2002 number one pick. He won, super, he won the Super Bowl as the backup, like I said. So, David Carr. Brother to Derek Carr, kind of getting on this list, getting a little shout-out there.
1: I'm just glad we're in this millennium Pretty British Emily and Tyler are just that weird. All
2: right. So, Tyler, going back to you, we're going to go to question four. Ready for this? Has anyone mm-hmm. answered any right? No we're, no. we're we're 0 for 3. So far. I
1: mean, I have in the history of this game, <laughs> yeah, but uh, not this week. All right.
2: I, I think that I'm going to get uh, a little bit of slack here for giving Tyler an easy one. So, Tyler. Order these players by draft order. So, which one was?
0: Can I can I write it down?
2: You can write it down. There's only four, so you might not need to. So, we're going to talk about some players that have been in the news. So, you've got Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Odell Beckham Jr., and bonus points if you can tell me what year
0: OBJ was um, first round. Okay. And so was Aaron Rodgers, okay. late first round. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were both second round. I'll go, I think Derek Carr was at the very beginning of the second round, like 33rd pick or something. And then Devontae Adams. That's my guess.
2: Okay, so can you just say your order all the way through there?
0: Okay, so OBJ, Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. Hey. The first one I got right. <laughs> so you
2: got the order right. It was Odell Beckham 2014 round one pick 10. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you were correct. Obviously famously in that round one pick twenty-four in two thousand five. You actually got very close with Derek Carr. He was 2014 round two pick thirty-six. And then Devontae Adams bring up the end. 2014 round two pick 53
1: so good job. I'm just so so great so great to see your memories doing well from eight years ago yeah our memory needs to improve from 80 years ago
2: all right so well all right let's go with this last one then I think you'll you can even it up and we can go out of here with a happy draw which to this is to soft which former number one overall pick said I can do everything your favorite quarterback can do
1: That's got to be Cam Newton. That sounds like some Cam Newton thing he would say. And I want to say, yeah, yeah, it's Cam Newton. I'm locking in, everybody. Lock it in. Lock it in.
2: Tyler takes the win this week. He gets the win. It was actually said earlier this year by Jameis Winston, who said, After he was talking about his value and the the time that he spent behind Drew Brees in 2020 makes him do anything your favorite quarterback can do. He hopefully is your favorite quarterback, but if he's not, he can do what your favorite quarterback did. And obviously the Saints needed him again this year with that two-year deal to sign him uh, after their failed attempts Mm -hmm. to get Deshaun Watson.
1: You know what's crazy is James- You just said that like two weeks ago, Sofid. You know what's crazy? James is right because according to Tyler, my favorite quarterback throws a lot of interceptions. <laughs> James Winston might be better than Tua, honestly. I mean, it's, the experience helps for sure. And the body too. But come on. Great game this week. Great game this week, Producer Emily. Thank you. You should give yourself a Great round game. of applause as well. Great game. Round Great game. round of applause game. as well. Who won again? I don't know. According to the, uh, according to the aggregate, I'm up 5-2. All right, guys, this was another edition of It's a Football Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with myself, Safa Dean, and Tyler Dragon, and our producer, Emily. Uh, thanks for listening, and make sure, if you haven't already, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. We want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus.
0: It's a Football Podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.